This episode of Canisations with Chris is brought to you by Bio Diagnostics Laboratories, an ISO 17025 accredited food, beverage, and cannabis testing facility. They were the first state licensed laboratory for the Vermont adult use market and are certified for the Americans for Safe Access Cannabis Standard. If you produce cannabis or cannabis products, see Be a Diagnostics team for all your testing needs. Samples can be dropped off in person at Be a Diagnostics Laboratories located at 480 Hercules Drive in Colchester, Vermont. And now, another episode of Canisations with Chris. I like that you describe that like it's a disease. He had full-blown Copism. full-blown. I mean, you know. He's still probably police positive. He <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than Canisations with Chris. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Canisations, Canisations, Canisations with Chris. I'm your host, Chris. Um, what we do on this podcast is we like to talk about cannabis and what's going on in the community. It's emerging. And what we do is bring on everybody from seed to sale to talk about what's going on in the community and what they are doing. A lot of people out here is making positive contributions. So, and we want to highlight that, you know what I'm saying? So without further ado, me and this man been sitting here talking for like, what, probably like an hour Hour and a half. I guess so, man. Yeah. Time, time flies when you're having fun, man. We're sitting here blazing, blazing it up. Having, yeah, just chopping it up and whatnot. Seltzer. That's that's what we do. Talking man. cannabis media. Ma- cannabis media. Oh, man, that's going to be a big one. Hey, we're going to get into all that. Without further ado, we got the man of many jobs. Man, he was telling me all types of shit. He got many jobs. The grower of Broody hand, sweet clover, and slow hands. Hey, this is my man's. I met him. Where did I meet you at? I've met you. I've seen you a lot, but I haven't really. We didn't really correspond until we met at Zen Barn, I believe. Yeah. And when you came in with Will. Yep. And I was like, oh, you're that guy. And I was like, oh, I was kind of, I wasn't starstruck. But like I said, I've been following you for a while. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, Man, that guy, that guy can go a lot of different directions. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. yeah, the yeah, man well, Eli from Vermont, Juana. All right, he's Thank he's you. here. Elevate the, the state. Elevate the state. Trademarked, hey, by hey. the way. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming all the way. It wasn't a long drive, right? No, no, not not bad at all. But yeah. I was saying, I think one of the first guests to actually be coming south. You said Nick from Emerald Visions oh, also yeah. came south, but uh, but yeah, it was great. You guys yeah. Were like, Thanks for coming up. Hey, like, I appreciate it's nice it. Nice being down here in the tropics. Yeah, it's in the tropics. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, man. I've lived in the Northeast Kingdom for four to five years. So oh, I okay. cannot really say that. But, yeah. You know, it's very, uh, it's it's funny. It's uh, people in Vermont are like territorial. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I remember this whole thing. I was like, did an event in Castleton and was like, Southern Vermont. They're like, that's not Southern Vermont. Yeah. That's Central Vermont. Southern Vermont doesn't start. There's a line. It's like, this is a tiny state. Let's it not is. get too, uh, it's too very, crazy here. It's like, very tiny. We're all trying to use the same <laughs> online SEO. Like That's it's it. all Vermont, whatever. Well, look, man, once again, thank you for coming up. I appreciate you. Appreciate you giving me a few minutes of your time. But look, let's get into who Eli is. Won't you talk a bit about talk a little bit about who you are? Well, I got into uh I got into cannabis originally through a family friend named Mark Tucci, who's one of the original medical patients in Vermont. Mm. 
uh, I was in high school and he was testifying. He had MS um, and my uncle was dying of lung cancer. And these guys live near each other in Southern Vermont, real Southern Vermont. Uh, you know, they became friends and we you know would share weed. And this was back in like the early 2000s. It was still way more taboo. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my uncle passed and this guy, Mark Tucci, was more and more prominent. He had, you know, MS, still has, um, still out there kicking, still fighting the good fight, which is wild. Still lives alone in Southern Vermont, props to him and everybody who supports him. More importantly, his network. And so, you know, I grew up kind of seeing this guy who was going to Montpelier. He was a friend of my mom from high school. So he was at my house, you know, bringing a plant up because he was going to go testify in Montpelier. This dude named David Zuckerman, unknown young guy with a ponytail at the time, was talking about legalizing medical weed, not even with dispensaries in mind. Uh, So that was really my first exposure was kind of this is the injustice of cannabis. These are people who are fighting to make it better. And, you know, I was into the politics. I've always been interested in that. And so, you know, from there, it was just I was never a. a long time grower. I wasn't growing in high school. I grew up in Winooski, you know, which is the most urban area of Vermont by definition, I guess, you know, population density, you know, didn't like have a grow in my closet or anything like that. Really was more focused on school and sports and all that stuff. You know, really college was more exposed cannabis and made people who were growing it and knowledgeable. And wasn't until I came back to Vermont in like 2014, 2015, that I saw things starting to change. I've mentioned this Vermont Cannabis Collaborative. I saw an article in seven days and I mentioned there was this group that was forming and it was like these business founders in Vermont, you know, the luminaries who are like the founder of this and the founder of this and the founder of this. And I saw that and I was like, this is the establishment. Funny being in Vermont, because those are all very cool. Like I got to say, like, you know, radical relatively to a capitalist system, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're not like, I don't think really that bad (laughs) people, you know, like most are really any of them. You know, but they're successful in business in Vermont in like a different context. And they were kind of the cool people and the big business. So I was like, all right, this group is forming up. I want to be part of it. I want to know what they're saying. I've seen cannabis from the other perspective, you know, been exposed here and there and seen whatever packages had been a consumer before. And, you know, at some point, anybody who's a consumer, like you'll end up having a little bit extra here and there, something like that. So my exposure to cannabis was mostly that, you know, not really as a grower, Again, living in like apartments in Burlington and Boston and then coming back to here and living in Winooski, you know, I just didn't really have the space. But um, through all of that, that initial experience and then part of, you know, the other the other business and kind of time progressing and going through, you know, I found myself pre just before COVID spending a lot more time with growers, spending more time up in the Northeast Kingdom. And then COVID hit, I had a chance to move up there into this property that had been a CBD hemp farm. And uh, I was like, all right, I want to go for it. I want to live up there, see what happens. You know, that's when I got into chickens. Most importantly, this is a podcast about chickens. Right? That's it's it. not about cannabis Hey, we're going to get into chickens, dog. I'm not going to talk you. about hot takes. I'm going to give you guys some practical chicken keeping, uh, chicken keeping advice. That's Absolutely. why we're really here. And chickens. You know, hot takes about poultry. But uh, not even that, even that I'm very new to, but- Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I got into growing. You know, I was fortunate through my time, you know, with these various other cannabis events, you know, and businesses just to make a lot of great friends, you know, and I knew the community from a different angle, but man, it's like people who grow cannabis outdoors in Vermont, like it's a cool, uh, it's a cool subculture and I wanted to be part of that, you know, and it's a different kind of challenge from cultivating indoor and like a lot of these people do both, 
you know, which is cool, but it takes a specific thing. And especially pre-legalization, there was also a different element to that. So I thought always, I always thought that was cool. And all these people who are growing CBD and hemp, like, all right, man, you guys really kind of figured this out overnight, right? You all have been growing weed forever out here on whatever field or whatever interstate or <laughs> redacted, <laughs> you know? So like, that was cool being around that. And I had the opportunity to go up and, you know, my friends had tried to do the CBD thing, you know, and they had this dope property. And I was like, let's make this dope property a dope property. That's right. Um, and so... Uh, I spent a couple of years growing more and more outside myself, spending more and more time, you know, with other friends who are cultivators. I probably shouldn't, shouldn't shout out, I'd like, you know, all of them or, or name them. I don't know how much they would all appreciate it or not, but the, um, we'll just keep I'll going. just err on the, err on the side of caution, yeah. but I will say, you know, like Ben from off peace farm, really good friend. You know, we met through like Burke mountain and skiing and all this and doing events and whatever, all that stuff. And he's, um, and he's a really good friend and man, I've learned a ton about organic cultivation and sun grown from him, especially, you know, somebody who I really want to shout out as somebody who's been a really nice, uh, positive mentor and, you know, me and everybody else part of how we get into tours and stuff. So, you know, shout out to him, but a lot of other people have really helped me and just being able to observe yeah. seemed like a really cool, cool challenge. And I had this property and unique opportunity. I was like, all right, man, I can do the paperwork myself for the license. I was kind of doing some consulting work and researching this for other people and getting a good sense of what the industry was like in other states. This was like the last maybe three or four years after leaving Heidi Vermont full time. So after spending spending that time, I was like, you know, let's go for it. You know, I spent one year doing, I was like, all right, 10 plants, let's do 30 plants, let's do 75 plants, you know, 150 plants, like all CBD hemp. Unfortunately, I really didn't want the bad karma. Um, didn't really want to test my luck and didn't feel, you know, confident it was going to be worth the, worth the risk. So like once the kind of thing came around being around all the different aspects too, like doing the consulting, the most fun, probably the coolest experiences I had were just being out in people's fields, you know, mm. being out in like rural Vermont and like okay. a place like this, For you know, real. like hanging outside with plants and like, yeah. now you're walking around, like having a joint and like, oh, look at this one and this one Smell and talking with the man. grower and yeah. So that's the kind of, I always thought that was really fun. I still think it's fun. Absolutely. You know, even as a grower, it's even more fun. I get to do it all the time now. So I was like, if I could do any part of this industry, production, whatever, uh, and I had my choice, you know, like I would be, want to spend all my time out in the field, Yeah. you know, and sort of build through that. That's awesome. I I know like, it's funny because I started growing small scale and I took a lot of losses well, I learned a lot of lessons, I'll say. And it's cool. Like you said, it is a subculture because I can't, you, I run into people in random places that know just a lot of information about growing. You know, I ran into Sean Mosley, just not randomly, but I knew Sean Mosley before I knew who Sean Mosley was. And he was telling me, you know, I finally connected the two when I met him. And man, just a wealth of knowledge and, you know, just being out at his place and seeing his, I swear to God, I've never seen plants with my own eyes this big. Like they're, <laughs> they are like enormous, you know what I'm saying? But oh, it's just, sure. it's awesome. Like, well, it, that's the fun part too. You know I mean? It's like with, you know, I think with, with growing weed, it's really just, especially outside, Yes, you know, it's like, everybody's got to do and just in general you know like i really don't believe in in gatekeeping i don't think there's a a right 
you know, way to do it. There are a few wrong, wrong things to do that you shouldn't do, obviously. And yeah, like yeah. substances you of shouldn't course. use, obviously. But like otherwise, you know, I'm really not a, a gatekeeper. I don't think there's, you know, obviously I prefer doing it a certain way, but everybody's got a different lifestyle. They got different capabilities, they got a different budget, they got yeah. a different space, you know. So it's like I think it's really cool that I get to do this thing outdoors with 312 plants, mm. you know, and that's why I want to share it and show it off and do these tours and bring people through and let them just nerd out and talk with each other. Mm-hmm. And some of them are going to have probably better plants than me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like people are great at growing and I guess it's also a lot easier with two than 312. All right. So like, <laughs> don't get two, you know, whatever. But Absolutely. the, uh, um, you know, like that's the fun part, you know, is being out there with, with the plants and even, Indoor was never my thing. You know, I've done it before and but it's not how I like to spend my time and it's not what I'm what I'm good at and mm. you know, not just not for me. So for me it's like I like doing it an annual thing, having that schedule and trying to work it into some of the other like homestead, farmstead mm-hmm. kind of things cuz sun-grown cannabis, right? That market is going to inevitably drop off. Mm-hmm. As legalization proceeds or tax and regulate more products come online, more competition not even talking about when federal prohibition ends, right? So in the short term, outdoor is something that I think is part of other cannabis mm-hmm. operations. And you can make it a whole, you can make it a brand, you can make it a successful small Absolutely. business. Absolutely, yes. If you want to work and do the do the work and you can do a lot of things yourself, mm-hmm. I totally think you can be successful and have a great product. That's the other thing too. Absolutely. So I, mean, I do understand the indoor and outdoor and outdoor I mean, indoor with having indoor plants, it's a lot of technical and, you know, it's kind of it's artificial, but it's great. You know what I'm saying? But sun is yeah. starlight grown. You yeah, know what I'm it's saying? True. It's the way it's supposed to be grown in dirt, you know, and it's great. And you can tell when people know what they're doing. Like, I remember, like, probably my third grow. I smoked it. And I was like, OK, this does not I didn't I did something wrong. And then my next one, it, it tasted a lot better. And then this one has been a lot better. But look, I, I know we started, you was talking about, you know, Vermont Juana, but you said that you have s- events. You're, you're, you're the events guy. Events, yeah. yeah. We, well, have done a lot of a lot of different events. Um, you know, and I'm probably just not going to talk a lot about, you know, the, the pre, pre-tax and regulate ones were all really informative, I think, for a lot of different things. You know, you saw who was really out there. People were trying to get it. People in the CBD game, I think most of them either were in the THC game already or were gearing up for it, Uh right? And with good reason. And a lot of them thought it'd probably happen a lot sooner. And that bubble sort of burst a lot quicker than I think people were expecting. I mean, I know it did. And I saw a lot of good people, you know, and really talented growers and smart people, you know, whose businesses just didn't work out. You know, the numbers and the timing, it just whatever some people were ahead of it you know like sun soil mm-hmm. um you know consistently and i think did really well and some people still have really good cbd you know vermont cbd brands you know i mean i see people like emt cbd they're still out there they're like a national company you know that's still from vermont so seeing how that evolved you know leading up to tax and regulate i talk about events you know when i do agritourism presentations now talking about farm tours a lot of it is just risk calculation, you know, right? And after we'll, we'll speak about the farm tour a little bit because I'm oh, yeah. I'm very curious about how the farm tour is working. Well, I'll tell you the uh, you know I mentioned Ben from Off Piece. Him and I were, you know, we became buddies skiing at Burke together, and um, you know we're talking about it off 
since like 2016. And he had the farm. He's got a gorgeous view. And everybody should go do his uh, his farm tours. He's also got a hip camp. You can actually stay there. Oh. I mean, it's like, you know, it's uh, it's rough and it's rough and rugged if you want that real NEK experience, though. <laughs> it's very cool. So, you know, we were friends and talking about that. He had had some tourism experience. I had had this experience working with international visitor programs. And a lot of that was coordinating groups in Vermont. So I had a lot of like tourism, you know, itinerary, you know, Vermont attraction sort of expertise. And, you know, we started doing it with CBD and hemp. And I actually, I mean, I went big, I bought a van, <laughs> which I, I gotta say, I really, I regret selling that van, but I had to, had to do it. I've, I've sold, I've, I've sold literally, I've sold everything, gone all in on the grow mm. and going all in again this year too. And the chickens, obviously. And the chickens. I have to mention the chickens. Anybody who's just tuning in, we're just talking about chickens. Just chickens. Totally chickens here. Uh, chickens and cannabis. That's right. You know what I'm I, it's honestly, it's kind of the holy trinity. You get the meat birds, the egg birds, and then the weed. You kind of get it all working together. It's like the, the trifecta. I, I make this joke that people who do both should, we should be forming a secret society like the Masons mm. used to do, mm. you know, but it's like people who like uh, grow weed and raise chickens together. Well, so. you didn't hear that first, that's just in case know. it's created. Yeah. We didn't that's talk you about play it. this podcast backwards three uh-huh. times and meet me at that spot at midnight <laughs> at the next new moon. <laughs> hey, that's funny. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, you know, the farm tours, like we are talking about with Ben, he just had all these CBD plants, right? And part of it was like, how do you maximize the value of this product? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Especially now with THC, you're limited by your plant count. So I can only produce X amount of milligrams, best case scenario, X amount of milligrams per th- of THC per season. What else? Was it hats? Was it whatever? Zippo lighters? T-shirts. T-shirts, you know, pants. whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the tours are, you know, I think part of that. And it's also great advertising, you know, for your product. So you bring people up there, you know, they want to know their farmer, you know, they like doing that. It's like you bring them instead of the farmer's market, you know, bring them right to the farm. So a lot of people still the novelty of seeing hundreds of, you know, huge cannabis plants out in a field, like that's wild, you know, and like, we kind of take it for granted. A lot of us, you know, knock on wood, like a lot of us, some more than others, right? Like, say this is like a dude who looks like a cop, bald, 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 bald white dude, you know, like the, uh, seeing a field full of cannabis is still a cool thing, you know, and being able to take people there and just let them nerd out about growing, you know, and be like, Hey, here's what we use. Here's some Vermont compost company, soil starter, you know, here's some coconut coir, here's some blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff is in, doesn't get old to me talking about growing with people. Because everybody's got a different thing, a and different method. And it's a, it's a million like, ways to grow weed, and none of it's wrong. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, as long as you're doing it with like you know positive intentions. Yep. You know, I, I really believe in that. Uh, all those aspects of it, you know, and kind of the energy transfer, and that's part of why I really like growing. Because I do feel like mm. it's one of those things that's sort of just. You know, yes. being involved in politics and stuff before, it's like. Man, if you want justice, you know, and you want to and you want to win, don't be involved in politics, man, especially like cannabis or or most probably righteous causes. Yeah. You know, you're probably going to lose most of the time. So, cannabis cultivation way more rewarding. And it's like you can always work harder. Mm-hmm. You know, and technically, you know, or typically, if you put more in, you will get more out. You know, so fire in, fire out. Always one of those cannabis adages that uh is true in life. So, I think uh the cultivation is super satisfying and showing people that process this year with the tours, we're doing different formats. You know, Ben's doing his thing on Saturdays. I'm doing my thing on Sundays. 
and I'm going to actually have people come to the farm. You know, you're going to buy a ticket and it's going to tell you my exact address. It's not going to be listed publicly. So you'll see the whatever local post office on the ticket. You'll buy it. And then you can come anytime between 10 and, 10 and 2 okay. on those select Sundays. And then when you're up there, now this is where I'm going to the next level this year. We're going to have some live music. Ooh. We're going to have people there doing some live painting. We're going to have places for people to sit. We're going to do a little cafe. So you can actually have one of these dope eggs um, on a little breakfast sandwich. You Man. know, hang out. Like I can't wait to have one. I can't sell you, you weed. Yeah. I can't give you weed. I won't do that. You know, don't even ask. That's not part of the deal. Like at retail partners, been talking to a bunch of different ones. Hope to uh, work with a bunch of them. Everybody that sells Vermont Awana products, I want to be promoting the tours and hopefully hooking their customers up with free tickets and that kind of thing too. So Doing little raffles and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Custom code. You know, you yeah. spend $100 at higher elevation and you get a coupon for a free ticket. Yeah. You know, something like that. You know, there's a lot that we can do with that, but I want to make it like a little mini festival. You know, there's mm. going to be seven of these Sundays. But now for me, I can just be up there. I don't have to be worried about the van or the bus transporting people back and forth or meeting up. There's no cell phone reception up there. So I don't want to be calling people if they're 10 minutes late and then nine other people are on the bus waiting. So I'm really trying to pick up a lot from what agritourism sort of fundamentals and what people have been doing, you know, with farm tours and sort of open farm and like little mini festivals forever. So I think we can start with just some DJs, a couple, like maybe two or three piece sets, just have some, have some vibes you know, have some music there. Started talking with some companies about maybe having like, let's set up a little demo, set up a little table. If you're like a fertilizer company, like, hey, everybody's coming on this tour probably grows weed. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So like you can sell them stuff, you know, in my little store. So we'll set up a little Vermont to want a farmstead cafe, mm. you know, in store. Not going to sell weed, not going to sell cannabis products for a bunch of different reasons, which I'm happy to talk about direct sales is not something that's an immediate priority for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to sell people everything but weed, including some really, really bomb ass egg sandwiches, Man. you know, maybe some quiche, some pate. So we'll see. I'm, I'm really looking into all that, but I think I'm trying to make it a, you know, a little mini festival and it's Sundays it's right before bread and puppet. So you can come up if you're trying to do your little Northeast kingdom, put on your silly hat, you know, and go <laughs> and go to bread and puppet. You know, you come to my place from 10 o'clock. I'm going to do a deal with Parker Pie, so I'll give you a coupon code, right? So you come up to my place, hang out, get an egg sandwich, do the tour, walk around, smoke a bone, take some pictures with the plants, drive over to Parker Pie, grab a pizza, have a beer. Now you're going over to Bread and Puppet Theater. Like, damn, what a Sunday. That's that's everything you need on a Sunday. Like That's That's, it. that's great. Uh, sign me up, coach. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the big thing with events is just it's the consumption. And that's yes. the thing that we got to figure out. And that was, was, was going to be my question is how do you feel with like the consumption? I mean, for me, you know, we're the thing with the tours is that you're getting a ticket to a 21 plus ID'd Absolutely. private event yeah. on private property. Right. So I'm not fucking around by giving people weed mm -hmm. and I'm really not trying to sell it. I'm not I'm not trying to flirt with that line at all. You know, people can, again, I want to send them to the retail partners. You know, I want you to go buy my bud at whatever dispensary. You go buy my bud, then come here. Exactly. Man. Go buy my bud, then bring it and smoke it here. And you can yeah. see the plants. And then, you know, next year you go do that again and be like, hey, I remember this is me with that G13, yep. you know, and here it is with me next year. So um, I think ultimately that's going to be, that's going to be the cooler thing. But, uh, you know, because of that, I'm fine with people consuming. 
You know, they can't go. There's, there's a line, you know, and there's a fence. You can't go on the other side of that fence. When the plants are over there, you can look at them. You know, you can get X amount of distance away. Um, the chickens are going to run around the whole time. They don't really care about fences or understand how that works. But the plants are going to be over there in the establishment. You're in the backyard. There's music. There's food. There's whatever. But it's not a place that, um, you know, not a place you come to buy blood. Mm. You know, and that's the important thing. And that's why I think it's going to work partnering with retailers, Absolutely. you know, and have had those positive conversations because there's a lot of butt out there, man. There's a lot of good product. There's a lot of indoor, like, man, my stuff in a jar next to like some really fire indoor in a jar. It's like, these are like apples and oranges sometimes, mm. you know, depending on what it is. And like, Absolutely. even it's even like the best, whatever the best, bud, right. It just is what it is. Yeah. But what don't other cultivators have well, that sun growers have is like that, that terroir, that location. Like I do believe, and there's actually a cool competition coming out, not coming out. It's been out for a while called the grow off. Um, I've been looking at that. That was super cool. And that seems like, I think there's going to be some people who are making moves to bring that to Vermont. And that's super cool because like everybody gets the same cut and everybody can grow it in their own place. And you can actually see and measure how it's like my backyard versus your backyard. Like There is different dirt places. It's crazy. Well, and even if we did the same exact dirt, right? It's like the sunlight here is different from the sunlight there. It's like one one foot is different from two feet over there. I got a hydrangea bush in my backyard that produces white. And then I got one right down here that's probably 20 feet away on the bottom of a hill that produces pink. It's the same plant. Right. And those are probably way more uniform than any cannabis. Exactly. Plants, you know, right? It's crazy. So, hey, and before, you know, we go any further, I've been seeing you fiddling. So I've been waiting for my opportunity to ask you, good sir, could you please put one of your stickers on the canna table. Oh, absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Well, I've got to give a big shout out to Amelia Meishi, who is an amazing designer. And actually, I'm going to put this uh, this maple wanna oh. design. So it's a uh, it's in the shape of an old aluminum, like metal maple syrup tin, which people of a certain age, it's it's an iconic Vermont image. And especially with like that blue and yellow writing on it. Mm. Uh, and it says, you know, Usually Vermont, whatever, maple syrup right on there. So this one says Vermont to want a pure sun-grown cannabis. And if you look at the detail, they're out there with the sled in the in the snow, which feels like very, like, you know, Vermont to want kind of very, vibes with all this bullshit weather. Hell yeah, you man. You know, in the UK in general, right? And they're actually pulling, you know, a fresh harvest through the snow, which, again, uh, a little too relatable sometimes, you know? Yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be my contribution to the table. Shout out to Amelia Meishi. Thank you, Amelia. That's a that's a quality sticker there. Yeah, and she's awesome. it is down. Thank you, man. And these other ones, too. I'll give a shout out. The Vermont Tawana, uh, this little behind the scenes, the Vermont Tawana logo is actually a specific view of a specific mountain, right? I see all these people oh. with mountain logos, and they're all pointy. I'm like, where are these pointy mountains? These are not. <laughs> we ain't got. We ain't got pointy mountains here. This year, we're gonna run some cool stuff from uh, GTR, which is Grow the Revolution. This is great. You know? Oh yeah! Shout I, out the. Uh, I ain't gonna say no much about it, but this was great. Just say those hazies <laughs> yeah. are uh, people that have happened. Hey. If you know, you know. Hey the hey. But man, the uh, you know this year we're doing some stuff with. Uh, we were talking about CBD before. The Oregon CBD guys, the Crawfords, 
they started uh, breeding THC seeds, I'm sure years ago. But man, their CBD seeds were just uniformly are regarded as some of the best. Uniform, they did great in Vermont. They were just awesome. And so now they're doing THC seeds. So I have invested in uh, in a lot of their genetics this year. That's crazy. Planning on doing some of that. So I met Sherpa, Sherpa, or Sherpa Seeds or Sherpa Collect, Select back then mm-hmm. at one of the NECAN events. And I bought a few of their THC seeds just to see. And I swear to God, to this day, to this day, I have not grown. Only one of them survived. You know what I'm saying? Because I was new to growing, but I've never had a plant that looked anything like that one. It was either cold feet or duck something or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But it was so beautiful. It had the 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 purple with the with some like Oh, it was such a, such such a fall plant. <laughs> well, that's, right, right, totally. I mean, you know, well, that is the the thing with growing outside in Vermont too. Yeah. Right, is like you really have to have localized genetics. Yes, and even if you have access to them, you know, timing, space, budget, like it yes. doesn't always. And then you can figure all this stuff out correctly, and have the weather be bullshit in the month of June, yep. like it is, uh, like it is this year. Yep. And you know, whatever best laid plans of mice and men. Who cares? So the uh, the challenge of growing outside every year, I think, is for me part of the part of the fun. You know, I'm looking at trying to build Vermontawana as a wholesale business in the future. Okay. You know, I want to keep expanding with the events. I want to try to be a collective with other sun growers. You know, and try to power everybody up under the brand because I think it's going to be hard with just more more competition coming in. You know, prices usually only go one way. Yeah. Right. The more people that are growing, you know, the more competition, you know, I think the more pros that get out there on the legal, in the legal game, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who are really smart who are sitting out there on the sidelines right now. A lot of them are getting squeezed out, you know, because the illicit market's not killing it the way it, it has been in the past. Absolutely. But, um, you know, there's just going to be a lot more competition coming in and, and just consolidation. So it's like, what else can you do that's different? Mm-hmm. And I think Sun Grow Stay is really ahead. specific. Yeah. Stay and it's ahead. like. You know, you can really get into this whole, you know, whole thing as far as talking about what is what is terroir, right? Because if everybody thinks it's cool that this bud is grown in Vermont soil, this is grown in Vermont sunlight, you know, that's Vermont wheat on one end of the spectrum, right? Purely outside, you know, kind of like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a zealot, you know, evangelical like extreme, grapes, right? You know, exactly. <laughs> on the other side of it, you've got, you know, people who are growing bud inside, you know, in a warehouse. And like, they all live here. They're members of our community. You know, it's like, I think we all, we all like each other and we should. That's Vermont cannabis too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to distinguish the sun grown from the other stuff, because I don't think you don't want, you know, you don't want to divide people. I think people who are growing indoors, it's still Vermont weed. I will say that in solidarity, but you know, the people who are doing it outside, like it is different, different set of circumstances. And it's different whether you're in a greenhouse than whether you're outside in the full sun as well. So I, I don't know. You know, I just hope that he, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously you're rolling I, the dice every time you I, do it. I think that's a good thing because that's one of the things that I think is very important is we, we survive off ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We know what we're, what we're doing. We need to be involved with the growers. The growers need to be more involved with everyone as well. I know everybody's like very secretive to, you know what I'm saying? But well, that's, you know, I think that was the number good. one thing with the tours, with the right? Tours, was like, exactly. That's the number one question is like, are you worried you're going to get robbed? 
<laughs> you know, it's like, are you worried? Like this was the, which knock on wood, right? Yeah. I mean, that was the number one takeaway from year one of last year with the THC sales was that like, it's a licensed THC producing facility. People know that. And like, we have security measures. That's why we have them. And we tell people again, you come on the tours and we're like, Hey man, it's really not worth your time. You know, it, like, I know it's not, it's, it's not going to be done until like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't cut it and smoke it, man. Like we probably shouldn't be, you know, I'm probably not going to, not going to sell too much until like December, you yeah. know, as far as flower crop. And now I'm still selling last year's product. And guess what? Like a lot of it's gotten way better, you know, because that of cure, good man. preservation. Absolutely. But there is also stuff that you lose, you know, over the course of the amount of time and the amount of stuff that you got. Like I did tier two and with intention, just knowing that like it's hard. You need margins. I lost, man, like an entire row pretty much last year, you know, just to bullshit, like leaf blight, really stunting things and uh, some tough weather in September and then great weather in October. I'm so. gonna take you out back as well. Cause oh, I, yeah. I seen a few ladies back here that might have some issues. So I will, you know, utilize your knowledge with my <laughs> few plants that I, you know, my ladies out back, if you will. Well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm the last person to tell people what I, the, the growing advice that I give people is like, I mean, diagnosing stuff, it's nice because now the internet is so much more open oh, with man. it, you know? And you it's can, like, with us even just talking about it right here, it'll pop up on my phone just right. just randomly like, oh, look, here's some information. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it's like bringing other people, bringing other people out, like, that's, that's the fun part because Absolutely. that's how you have, like, you know, it's just the quality of a conversation, yes. you know, in person versus online versus, you know, one way through, like, just some media, you know, putting videos out there. So, we do. I mean, that's one thing that I just tried to talk about on the tours and say, it's like, hey, here's how we go from seed all the way through, you know, process. Here's all the, the regulations. That's another part I can talk about now yeah. and be like, hey, here's how the product registration works. You get it tested. Then you got to upload this. Then you got to click this. Then you got to hit that, whatever. But the part people like and the people who come on the tours, you know, a lot of them are over 50. You know, they're in their 50s, they're in their 60s. We're talking about this, your bud tender experience. Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, how much have you seen this? Like, were you surprised by that? I was mind blown how many 50, I'll even say 55 plus. I mean, I've seen a lot of older, even growing up when I would see uh, smokers, they were older. But now being an adult and seeing the amount of walkers that come in, you know, it's insane. And then they know what they want. You know, it's some of them, it is their first time coming in, but a lot of it's, it's for real. The old lady Afros come in with the purse on them. You know, I remember, oh my God, I seen this one lady come in and she had, she ordered, she got flour, she got dry sift and she got a wax. And she said that she was going to roll a joint out of it. I was going to say, this lady, that sounds like a party. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was, okay, <laughs> you know how to get down, yeah, exactly. man. exactly. You don't need any instructions. And if here. we didn't, if I would have seen her in the grocery store, I never would have thought that this that she would be a heavy smoker. Yeah. So it is very shocking to see how many older people come in. You know, it's the demographics is, is insane. Well, that's one thing, you know, about like the cannabis, the cannabis community it's hard to even use that word because it's such a diverse group of people, it you know, is. and a lot of them have nothing to do with each other, you know, like I've seen it from, you know, the original 
cannabis events, you know, we were doing back in like 2015, 2016, 2017, pre-legalization, then legalization events before regulation, CBD events, like consistently extremely diverse walks of life, you know, people of all ages and a lot of like older people, you know, a lot of people who are really using it for like therapeutic and medicinal purposes, Mm -hmm. you know, and a big shout out to groups out there like Vermont Cancer Care Network, Green Mountain Patients Alliance, you know, I was talking about Amelia earlier, excellent medical advocate, thankfully got her out there leading the charge. The, um, and a lot of others too, don't want to short anybody, but (laughs) the, um, you know, that kind of, that kind of scene that's that's out there, that cannabis community, it does just touch so many different people. So I think we really want to try to do that intentionally. And that's part of my thing. It always has been is like accessibility, you know, and I don't like the gatekeeping. I don't think that there is the, I've been part of competitions, you know, I've, I've judged them. I've started them and, you know, formerly been involved in organizing them and I'm going to do it again in a different way though, because there are different kinds of cannabis competitions and, Mm different implications of competition, yada, yada. And at the end of the day, like it's so personal, your cannabis experience. So Mm -hmm. like, even if you don't go buy my weed, but still cool to come walk around the field in September, you know, and smell all those plants. It's, 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 it's a, it's a mind blowing experience, you know, but it is a, you know, it was a risk and that's a big thing. We did talk with the CCB. I know Ben and I both had separate individual visits just about the tours. Yeah. Um, you know, we're modifying the format a little bit this year, but still following all those same kind of core tenets, you know, licensed ID checker checking IDs, yeah. you know, so it's strictly 21 plus the advert, you know, the location's not advertised, no yeah. alcohol on the premises, Absolutely. right? No BYO, no whatever, no giving it away. You know I mean? Um, that's something that I'm, especially cause I'm I, not things like bud and brunch. It's like 10 to two. So bud and brunch, that's yeah. a nice one. Very blessed that my buddy, a silent partner who owns the property very generously, you know, rents it to me and, uh, and works with me and lets me do this kind of crazy stuff and experiment, you know, I mean, ultimately like cannabis is so cool. It's so much fun, you know, and it has to be, it's, you know, it's, it's one so, of my things. Like, it's you so can't, new can't to have Vermont. a bad time. Absolutely. You know? It's like. People really get caught up in the negativity. It's like, I think it's important. It's like, don't have a bad time. Yo, so check this out. Shout out to Concetta Brown, which is my mother. She sent me that today, the reefer madness, because we're having conversations about cannabis now. And she's starting to uh, open her mind about it, you know, and and then using, I sent her some body butter and she it's, she's mind blown. It's classic, by it. classic baby boomer gateway exactly. story. I know exactly how this goes. It's hilarious. Yeah, once they and find out it's legal, they're like, "All right, I'll try." A well, it, bit. not even and legal. Then, it, it's their just relative sends them some free products. Exactly, and, and they're and like, "Ooh, I like this. I like this." And, and then they see that it's like, "Oh, this shit. This is like fifty bucks in the store." And they're like, "Hey, you got any more? Yeah, any more of that?" And that's what it is. And so I was telling her about that. I'm like, "Look, the people that you were raised by w- was seeing." propaganda like that and it was stuck in their brain and they taught y'all that you know what i'm saying so that's why i put it on my wall i meant to take a picture and i'm gonna take a picture and put on my instagram so by the time they see it you know what i'm saying they'll know but you know what i'm saying like i'm trying to to well that's what's great about now you know i feel like we're in that post you know to a degree and here in vermont it's so different you know like culturally like it just has been you know, I think 2018 was really like big, like even before sales, yeah. you know, like sales, it's a whole other 
we were talking about this before. It's like a whole other thing. Yeah. The legalization and the criminal justice reform parts, you know, that's like, I think what really helped. And like that, a lot of that reefer madness stigma was like, all right, now people are growing this. Now they're smoking it. Now they're giving it away. It's the same shit. It's always been in Vermont. You know, it's like, what's really different, especially with CBD. Cause we saw these plants out in fields. Absolutely. So people kind of got over that shock value. Right. I think that really helped desensitize people to just, you know, weed being out there. So now we've come full circle a little bit. And I'm like, hey, come look at the weed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come pay 20 bucks and look at the weed. Exactly. And it's and it's a good thing to give that knowledge out because it needs it needs to be given out. You know what I'm saying? So it's awesome that you're doing all this, man. Like all these events coming up and things like that. It's 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 good that you have the the mental, the head for that, because this is like I said, knowledge is you're not a gatekeeper. Hey, come come learn about it more. So when well, I got respect for people doing the political thing, you know, absolutely. But it's like I did, I did that for for a long time. You, you understand? You understand both sides. I understand well, and I understand that it's like with tax and regulate. There's just it's a period of evolution. Yeah, and it's like, man, how much other stuff has changed in the last like even just seven years? You know, totally. right? Since I've been involved in this, right? Like, yeah. that's not a ton of time in the scope of human evolution Absolutely. you know for laws to have come at 180 degrees yeah. and now have this entire new thing so i take more of a, a holistic perspective on it and it's like all right there's some people who it's just like they don't all need to catch up at once and like there's gonna be stuff that's fucked up and it's gonna take time for them to work it out yeah you know it's just gonna take time to figure out like hey we shouldn't have that tax of 92 percent on vaporizers because then people will just buy them on the illicit market and it turns yeah. out vaporizer should be tested you know like if anything right so like it's going to be evolving as it goes and that's that's just just that's just life in nate in in reality like it has to be able to affect that conversation exactly you know i mean that's the cool thing about what's up with vermont cannabis is like you can have a voice in that conversation it's a cool space man you know and like how many space like you tune on these ccb meetings and it's like people getting acknowledged by it's like first name. And it's like, oh, here's so-and-so from such and such. Cause they've been there like, you know, every week commenting, you know, saying whatever, paying attention, like participating. And that does give you some influence. Now it's like, it's hard. You need to associate and get together and like combine that power and like organize it specifically depending on what your interests are. So like we're talking about events, how do we get consumption permits? To me, that's kind of the big thing. And I've had this conversation for years. I'll tell people what the states told me privately and what people who are smart and even before the CCB existed, let's say people who were involved in it, um, have talked about. You know, the challenge was like it's insurance and liability. And that if you have regulated consumption, you need a regulated product, right? Like you think about alcohol, me as a bartender. And I am still a bartender, not, <laughs> not, not, not balling out. I don't know if I'd ever quit it just because I like it and I love you, working park and pie. Bartenders. It's good, pe- it's good people. It's good fun. Absolutely. Like, bartenders know. is, I'm, I met some good, I met some shitty bartenders, but oh. most of the bartenders that I met, actually the lady who got me into voice, well, not got me into it, but just showed me the doorway, you know, the route to go, you know, she was a bartender. So I always go see her. Hey, Laura. 
Right. It's a fun. She, uh, she and she and she a good mixer too, and she can handle her business. She be on the, you know what I'm saying? You should. I know how y'all bartenders get yo, down. I'm, I mean, I'm lucky. It's like Parker Pie. It's like pizza and beer, man. It's, it's yeah, pretty easy. It's you know, easy, it's like but, I can, you know, and I can talk about beer, and I, honestly, there are some, there's a lot of crossover with weed. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we're talking getting, about like beer snobs and weed snobs, hell, and like yeah, classifying stuff and yes. like the tourism stuff and like where all that's going. Like, you know, the blueprints are out there. You know, and so I think it's like we can kind of pick and choose what we want to do. And right now we can still kind of make this what we want to make it, you know. So my thing is like I'm trying to push things forward, you know, try new things, do the tours a different way, blow it up. Like, man, worst case scenario, you know, I'm down like 200 bucks because I got some dude come over and play reggae music for four hours and nobody showed up. Yeah. Worst case, still awesome event. You know, like that's the whole, yeah. you know, so I'm going to be there working on a Sunday anyway. Regardless. So it's like, definitely not me. <laughs> I got too much respect for people that are like, you know, really doing that. The real farmer. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like I do, I do the, I do chickens. We'll talk about the chickens later yeah, on. Yeah, I'm just going to tease chickens till the end. Hey, we're going to talk about hey, chickens. Just always like, throw right, chickens. <laughs> Like part two, tune in. We're gonna and talk about and we're back about chickens. That's right. <laughs> well, look, man, thank you so much for coming out. I greatly appreciate it. It was this is amazing conversation. I really appreciate you coming out. Thank you for you know what you're doing and what's going on. Like, cause you're doing, you're already doing and going to be doing some good things, man. Like farm tours, giving people knowledge, just letting people bask in the ambiance and feeding them with listening to music. That's going to be great, man. So thank you. You deserve your flowers for that, man. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody well, gets to come see the flowers. Check out vermontawana.com. Uh, you know, that's it. Right there. That's it. Tell them, tell them where to find you at. You know, vermontawana.com at vermontawana. Um, it's like, uh, you know, Vermont marijuana. Sorry to use the M word, <laughs> but <laughs> cut it know, in half. Vermontawana is, uh, yeah, we're, we're, while well, we're taking it back, you know, Vermontawana is its own thing, yes. you know, so come check it's out our thing. Vermont, I, J, U, A, N, A, right? That's right. That's right. All That's right. right. So yeah, come, come check out the, uh, come, come check out the scene and, uh, you know, hit us up and please support us, find our products out there. We didn't even, you know, didn't even talk about that. That's, we do grow weed too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's everywhere we're out there in the we're in the dispensaries. Too. Y'all look out Absolutely. for Vermontawana. Find those pre rolls. Yes, Take them everywhere with you.